Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone, welcome to part two of the Stompcast. Dilly and I are. Well, we're stomping around, funny enough, uh, in a beautiful location in, in Tring. We've got around us, we've got forestry, hills, a couple of dogs having a wander. Nothing too dramatic otherwise. I say a lot of the time we do the podcast, something always kind of tends to happen. So, touch wood, we're going to have a very smooth, it's very serene, smooth, out serene here. wander here. Yeah. Is this your usual stomping ground? This is my usual stomping ground. This is and you where come we here come with, with, the, the with the dog as well, right? Yeah, this is lovely. This is such a beautiful place just to come to. Um, yeah, lots of people come here, as you can see, because it's just so beautiful, so peaceful. And There's a dog off the lead. The dog around, is off the lead. Causing chaos. Causing chaos, chasing rabbits, chasing other dogs. But yeah, he's quite well behaved. But yeah, it's lovely. Over here in the summer is amazing. And you can imagine in the winter, everyone sledging down the hills. Do you know what? It's you lovely. have so much fun, Daddy. Carly, I can picture you just sledging <laughs> down one of these hills, having a right old laugh. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, I, you, it's one of those things I could you do it once and then go home wouldn't you yes exactly because that. <laughs> you break your leg you wouldn't go back up that is the problem Carly would this break before. her arm growing up yeah. in Wales I had thought do you know how wonderful it would be just, when it snows to ski down but there's a key issue with that is that you'd have to go walk back up the hill that's the so thing I can see why it's not taken the off-pisting in locations hasn't yeah. taken off without a ski lift well listen let's, let's delve into this, uh, this part so I'd really like to start thinking about the why of decluttering, a why of tidiness and organisation, why is that helpful for mental health? I mean, it's something that you've, you've clearly been passionate for a long time, you've built a whole career around it, focus, passion around it, um, clearly sort your life out, it's been so successful and congratulations for all the success. Thank you, yes. Like you've, you've done so well, it's so well deserved, as I said before, you've written two books in 2021, Create Space, Declutter Your Home to Clear your mind and of course 2023 if you weren't facing enough and doing enough you, you've <laughs> also published um you published another book change your space reclaim yes. your home your time and your mind i am fascinated about um the effect controlling your space or yes. at least having an organized space can have on your own health and i found it to be profound and from our first conversation we had on the waiting room years ago, I took away so many tips that I enacted and have been very helpful to me. In fact, I think it was, I think it's a subconscious, yeah. but Abby, did I, did I, did I not a week ago go through my wardrobe <laughs> and I did a dilly car, I did a dilly, I did a dilly, <laughs> did I went dilly. through it and I looked at it and thought, would dilly say to keep this or not? <laughs> when did I use it last? When did is you it use seasonal? it? Not? Yes. Was it, is it, is it something I use? Do I love it? Is Do it I seasonal? Do I love it? Do I need it? If it's not seasonal and needed. Yeah. And I don't love it and I haven't used it recently. Does it fit? Gone. I done, do you know what I did? I tried loads on it didn't fit because obviously I lost all this weight. Yeah. Doesn't fit me. But now I have a slimmed down, excuse the pun, uh, wardrobe of all the yeah. clothes I actually need. Excellent. And I think it was because I knew I was recording with you. <laughs> I, I knew I, I'd ask you. How's I knew your you'd be like, what's your wardrobe like? Yes. Yeah. So let's start with then. <laughs> why is there a link with our mental health? Why is it helpful to think about organisation, tidiness and clutter or decluttering? Because I think if we're surrounded by stuff and surrounded by chaos, it can often bring us down and it can bring our mood down, it can make us feel more miserable and it can feel like we're actually drowning in stuff or beginning to get suffocated by things that actually aren't making us happy. 
And when we can't get into our wardrobe because we're, it's overflowing or when we can't find a jumper that fits mm. because it's dug deep beneath all the things that mm. do fit, then it starts causing us stress, doesn't it? And you know, you know yourself, you've just cleared out your wardrobe. How do you feel? Well, I feel so much better. There's a few reasons. First of all, I actually know what I have. Exactly. It was really annoying when you don't know what you have. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I think, because I, I, I genuinely, I did it. I thought, well, well I'm recording this in a week, so how do I feel to kind of reflect on it? And I really just felt a sense of like relief. It's mm. odd. It's almost like a sense of like, I know where I'm at. My home is a place of, it's the organization, but not necessarily to an extent of like everything is hyper in its place, but I just know what I have. And yes. there's like a comfort in that. And also, you know what you need and don't need. I looked at my wardrobe, I was like, I don't actually need anything. Yeah. I've got everything I need here. And I found so many things. I thought, I love that. I really <laughs> like that. So it's not just about kind of clearing out uh, things that you don't need. It's actually finding the things that you do. Exactly that. And, and that's the most important, being in control of our space. Mm. That, is what all we, that is all we want to achieve, is to be in control of our space. Know where the sellotape is, know where that woolly hat is, know where the belt is, know where your favourite black jumper is, you know, know where the, the food processor is, be able to find things, but also not have to be thinking about things because we, space, we waste so much time looking, don't we, for stuff. We waste time looking for stuff, we waste time searching for things that we just, we know we've got somewhere, but we're not sure where. So, all we're trying to do is reduce that time so we've got more time to enjoy our life, enjoy the space that we're living in, the space that we pay a huge amount of money for, by the way. You know, the cost of living has increased, hasn't it? By tenfold at the moment. Yeah, that's so while we're only in our houses, while we're in our houses, we want to enjoy the space that we're paying fortunes for. You know, why are we in it and feeling miserable? Because so many of us that live in a house that feel miserable often try to escape that house. We don't want to be in that house. You know, the amount of people that sit in their cars for half an hour before they go into their house because they just can't deal with all the stuff that's in there. And these are real experiences that you see not only on the show, but also in you know your years and as a professional in this time is that actually, it's so linked to mental health, but also mental illness on both sides. Like it can contribute to deterioration of the yeah. mental health, but it also can be a sign of it as well. And you know, the story of the why is very, very powerful. I know the story, you shared it with me before. I just wondered if you could share a little bit of the why you got into this space. Yeah. And then perhaps just a, an example or two of, of a kind of the before and after that you've seen. And particularly, I, I obviously, we're thinking of before and after of the spaces, but the before and after of the person, which is what really matters, mm. isn't it? I mean, of you think course. it's about organising the stuff, but really you're going in to help people's own minds and own health and relationships and things as well, right? Absolutely. There's a lot of questions within that, but you're a pro, yeah, so I know you'll pull them apart. because so many people's uh, relationships are affected by clutter. So many couples argue over stuff, and so many people can't bear all the stuff that is surrounding them. And they're like, how did I get here? What's happening? Why am I starting to feel so miserable? Why can't I get out of bed? Why can't I enjoy my space? Why am I not inviting my friends and family around? Why am I embarrassed in my home? Why does no one come to my house anymore? Why am I embarrassed to show my background on Zoom? It can get to that level, you know, where people are like, oh my goodness, I've got a blurred background because I don't want anyone to see what's behind me. Stuff, yeah. Because I'm, I'm shoved in this spare room that is surrounded by stuff. You know, I'm in this bedroom that's surrounded by stuff. I'm in this front room that's got piles of things that I just don't even need. And it started to now have a knock-on effect of our relationships, of your relationship, not just with yourself, but with your partner with your friends, with your family, because so many people are living in situations where they cannot even have friends and family around because they're too embarrassed of their home, because maybe they can't even, they can just about get in and out of their house. You know, that's when it becomes to real severe hoarding and it becomes to another level. But 
if you let it affect you and you ignore it and it builds and it builds, it can lead to that. Well, stuff doesn't suddenly, you don't walk into the room one day and it's at hoarding level and hoarding where you're thinking of, right, there's a huge amount of stuff in my head. No. And a huge amount of stuff. That, that stuff is accumulated over time most, most of the time. So potentially anyone could end up at that point if they don't yeah. deal with it, right? Absolutely. It can happen to any of us. If we don't clear out our garage often enough, we don't clear out our spare room enough, we don't clear out our wardrobe enough, before we know it, the clothes are now not in our wardrobe, they're piled up outside the wardrobe. And if we continue to ignore that, they're now piling up around the bed. We continue to ignore that, we're, we've now got a little pathway to our bed. You know, we can't even, you know, we're literally just getting into our bed and out because the clothes are all everywhere. And all the stuff this. is everywhere. Oh, I see it all the time. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's more people that live like that that don't. And so Sort your life out really? is, a, is a great. Well, there's more people. There's a lot of people. A that lot live of like people that. that live in chaos, like more than you would ever imagine. You know, I, I'm busy every day of the week. What does that tell you? You know, there are professional organisers everywhere now. What does that tell you? That more people need help that don't. Why is it such a big problem now? Or just, is it we just actually we we are we just more realise we're realising more of the problem? I think maybe, it's I like know. I think we're realising more that actually this is this is a problem and that people are over consuming. Um, I think in the last five years people have learnt to, that you do need to slow down your spending mm. and that actually it's better to you know buy pre-loved and keep fashion in a circle that you know you're you're borrowing you're renting you're not buying five items of clothing every week you're de-popping left right and centre yeah exactly you're trying to sell stuff you're trying to buy vintage yeah. you're trying to buy pre-loved um, you're trying to slow down fashion but before people just buy and I think what you realise with mental health is that when people feel sad they buy when dopamine, they feel depressed, so they buy, yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. And I see a lot of that in the houses I go into, mm. that people have bought all this stuff. And you think, well, how have you bought all this stuff? How have you afforded all this mm. stuff when you're, on a low, you're a low-income family? Because a lot of low-income families have, have spent so much money on stuff, but yet they will say, we're on a low income, we can't afford it. But they've spent money on stuff, mm. you know, that they can't afford, but they've done it because they, it makes them feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there. It's it, and, it's and even people that have got high incomes, they're yeah. buying stuff that they don't need. They're just filling the space. It's a crazy thought, isn't it? People, it is like a, it's like a sense of, yeah, I feel, I feel sad or, or whatever, or I want to feel a bit of a lift again, and therefore you buy stuff. Yeah, but we do, don't we? I mean, we've probably all done it. We're like, oh, do you know what? I'm not feeling great, well, but let me just have thing. a flick. Food, alcohol, food. anything that gives you a gambling, it's an gives you a buzz, it? doesn't it? Anything that gives you a bit of a, a hit almost, you feel bad. I mean, the word shopaholic, people used to joke about it, but actually it's not really, I mean, it's a real thing, isn't it? It's a huge thing. And there are so many people that are addicted to buying clothes and they don't even realise they're addicted to buying do clothes. Do they, when you, when you go in, so this is, I'm thinking of the show, but also in your professional work, do people know when you go in that they've had an addiction with buying things? Or is it the process that they go, hang on, I've just, like, what's going on? Is there like an opening, opening, is there like a moment of them becoming aware of it or, or do they usually know already? I think it, it depends really. There are some people that know that they buy too much mm. and they get to that level where they're like, I, I need some help because actually this has spiraled out of control. And then there are others that don't realise, you, you know, there is an obscene amount of clothes here or there's an obscene amount of beauty products. Three things I find that people have excess amounts of in their houses are cleaning, clothes and beauty products. They're three things that people buy excessive so amounts of. Cleaning as well? Cleaning products. Because there's, oh, so many, there's so many clean fluences, as they call them nowadays, that are encouraging cleaning products. You know, let's clean our house and it is just obscene. People have got 
ridiculous amounts of cleaning products. What cleaning products do you need that this is going on? You the only time? need what five need? cleaning products. I love this. We love we love like a numbered tip. We it's a need favorite five thing cast, cleaning products. Producer Sophie, we love a numbered tip. Go on, and the five. We're not going to title it this, don't you worry. The, yeah. the, all of the yeah. five things. Five products. But actually, that's really useful. Go on. Yeah, you shouldn't Shit. have more than five products under your sink. What do you need? You need an anti bat. Yeah. You need a fairy liquid. Yeah. You need a bleach. Yeah. You might need a um, bathroom cleaner. Yeah. And then you might need a lime scale cleaner. That's it. And that's it. Job done. Job done. Nothing and how else. much should you spend on those things? I mean, you probably under five quid, you could buy them all for a pound if you go to any shop. You know, you don't even need to spend a lot Gosh, of money. You spend like, actually, I've got quite a lot under my sink. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. I, 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 should I send you a photo? Yeah, let's see. Let's see how much in. you've got. But I did look the other day and I thought there's a lot of duplication going on Duplicate. here. You buy du that's what the people do. They stockpile, don't yeah. they? People like to bulk buy. Yeah. You know, like Stacey says, bulk buying for the nation. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> none of this bulk buying. Because the problem is people are, aren't bulk buying. For the yeah. space, you yeah. know, it's fine to bulk buy if you've got the space, but if you haven't got the space, then I don't know. What I do happens? bulk buy. I bulk buy decaf, decaf uh, tea bags and toilet roll because the two things, the two things that really annoy you. One is probably more serious than the other. If you run out of is tea bags oh, and toilet roll. I both are very. You know, but other than that, I, I do generally. I would say, don't I, Abs? Am I bad with a bulk buy otherwise? No, I would say you are the definition of. Bulk. <laughs> what do you mean I am the definition of bulk buy? What else do I bulk buy? No, I don't. Oh, I'm not. She's outing me here now. He no. Actually, no food, to be fair, but toiletries. I'm very toiletries. good. I, I buy the food that I eat. Yeah, but wait, what do you mean toiletries? Okay, I'll admit, <laughs> I'll admit the toilet roll. I said that one. What else? Toilet roll, tea bags. Oh. Yeah, but sh oh. yeah, but that's because I no because I had sensitive tooth the other day. <laughs> I was like, I, was, I got really. She, she ordered. She, actually, who ordered the toothpaste? And how many did you order? Oh, it was like Five. Oh, she ordered five Sensodyne yeah. tubes. So actually, That's Abigail Wag, I'm outing you back here. Anyway, it's, I guess it is. It's easy. There we go. It's common. Clearly, I'm doing it as well. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shows though, seriously, I mean, like, I mean, Carly and I have been talking about this stress of like renovation. I renovated a place I lived in before where I am now. And your home, anything that affects your home hits you straight in the heart, doesn't it? Like anything that's affecting your... That, that you need to do building work or there's something yep. gone on the boiler's broken or something if something upsets your home environment mm. whether that be you know excess amount of stuff or a problem or you've got to fix something it really does stress you out doesn't it uh, like like nothing it's unbelievable before. stress why like, is it so stressful because it's, it's it's your safe place it's where you're meant to feel really comfortable it's your place that you walk through the door and you just want to relax so anything that upsets that is stressful you know i had a party last night mm. we had a party last night uh, all day with all our you know school friends uh, parents mm. 
We had 26 people in our house yesterday. So this morning, before I can do anything, I have to clean that house to get it back to. Because when I walk back after this, I want to walk in, sit on my sofa and put the fire on. I don't want to see mm. any chaos. Mm. I could not now live in that house as it was yesterday for the next mm. three, four days. But people do. Some people go to bed and they haven't done their washing up. That's, that's like normal, basic level, just not doing stuff. Mm. Other people leave it weeks. The washing up's there weeks. Some people leave it months. Some people, you know, their washing piles up after a week, they wash it. Some people it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. So it, it depends on what type of person you are as to how mm. much you can cope with personally. Mm. Some people can't cope with not going to bed without the, the washing up being in the dishwasher or having washed up. Some people can't cope with going out of their bedroom without the bed being made, whereas mm. other people might not change their sheets for six months. There is two sides to it, clearly. We talk about obsessive compulsive disorder. Which is an order, which, which is a, which is a disorder. Which and is it's, a mental it's disorder. Because on both sides of things, yeah, it can it be, can be a real problem. It, yeah. It's like the, I hate to say the word middle ground, but it's kind of that middle ground thing. So I guess, you know, from, from, your, from your professional experience then, thinking about it this way, why does this happen? Because I don't think many people want to sit in an environment that isn't tidy and clean. I don't no. think most, if you ask 100 people on the street, everyone would be like, would you rather be in a clean, tidy house or an unclean, untidy house? Yeah. I reckon 99 out of the 100 say, so, so, so it's not about people not caring, I don't think, or, or at least I, I, this is my outsider's perspective. Yeah. So, so why, does it, why does it happen then? Which side of the chicken or the egg? Is it the mental health and the feeling low and things that comes first or is it the environment first or, or is it impossible to say? I think it's hard to say but I think a lot of the time it depends on your environment mm. and it depends on your work, life balance, it depends on what you've got going on in your life um, because a lot of people, the reasons their houses become unorganised, chaotic, is because they're busy and it's that simple. You know, you only have to watch a show to see that. Mm. You only have to watch Sort Your Life Out to realise that actually the show shows that most busy professionals or just busy parents their houses get out of sync, you know, it gets chaotic. You only have to be away for a week mm. or out the house five days a week mm. working and suddenly you've got to spend the mm. weekend catching up, haven't mm. you? I found, I'm just thinking as you're talking, I found um, when I was working in A&E doing ridiculous shifts, yeah. that, that is when, I mean, I've always been, I think, quite, I like tidiness, I like cleanliness. Not to, I think, a, like a you know, ridiculous extent, but I do generally like that. Yeah. Which probably makes sense now that with knowledge I have ADHD and stuff, it's actually can be both ways but I really my environment's very very important to me and like how I feel um, and is but, order important to you have you found yes. that actually I like the routine. ADHD I'm at the yes. door at 7 30. absolutely Abby knows I'm a man of routine don't you Abs? you yes. know a lot about me Abs yeah but you do know that I'm a man of uh, a man of routine right yeah but you know when I was in A&E the shifts really threw me off yeah. mentally but also the home because you come back and oh, I had to take away or you had to eat something quick and you're out the house and you come back then the kitchen's a mess you don't want to go in the kitchen because it's messy oh, I don't want to go in there I'm tired I've been a shit I've done a shift I need to go to bed and you avoid the kitchen next thing you close the kitchen door easily yes like, yeah very very quickly can't yeah, you? So I absolutely. can see how, how and then it easy it can up. happen yeah absolutely and I think it's it's funny that so many people do like order and so many of us have a structure we have a routine and when that's upset then things can go to pot and whether that's because it's work, whether it's, you know, we may be ill, you know, it's, you, for me as well, it, that was super hard. That was mm. probably, when I was ill, that was hard having to rely on everyone else to do stuff mm. because it wasn't the way I wanted it done or it wasn't right. done as quickly as I wanted to do it or the dishes mm. weren't where I really wanted them to go or weren't in the gosh, exact same way. Was there a, oh gosh, yeah. Shh, get yeah. Out, come on, get going. I mean, poor Charlie, how he's coped <laughs> this last year. What do you say to that, Carly? Oh, I mean, the man's a saint. 
He is. Same, I don't so. know how he's coped. Do you have specific ways you do everything else? Uh, everything. I like I like my candle in the, exactly the same position every day on my island. Mm. You know, I like the flowers the same way. I like my cushions puffed the same way. Mm. Everything has to be placed the same way. Mm. I don't like disorder at mm. all. The only place it gets disordered is is if it does, it's very short. Is is washing laundry, but even my clothes, mm. everything has to be hung in the same. Uh, if I'm busy, I might chuck a t-shirt into the basket or I might chuck the washing treat, somewhere. On your birthday. Oh my you god. Do it once on and then birthday. I have to go back to that place. Does it bother you? you have to oh go my god. I, can't, I, I might just think, oh, I'll just... hang the t-shirt there for a minute mm. and then I think, oh no, it's not in the right colour section. Mm. I better move it. So let, let me ask this thing. I'll play a bit of as we you know a bit of devil's advocate. <laughs> How do you know when it's too far? Because when it's like, you clearly I, you sound like you feel you're comfortable with that level of organisation. Yeah. But what if how do you know when it's going too far? I when think, things I are think, too I too organised or too structured yeah. or too based on how things are. I mean I'm my house, you see my house, it's organised but it's not it's not mm. too far. Mm. Not everything is in a container, not everything mm. is labelled, not everything is is immaculate. Mm. My house is lived in but it's comfortable. So I think you can go extreme where literally you don't have anyone round mm. because you don't want anyone right. putting any dirt in your house yeah. you don't want anyone touching anything you you know whereas my house is a party house so i have had 30 people 26 people in there yesterday i don't house. care i don't care if they make a mess i don't care if yeah. their kids throw up on the sofa i don't care what happens because we'll clean it we'll replace it so that's it sounds like perhaps then it's not actually the process, it's the level of restriction. If yes. it causes a restriction of if yourself, your life, or your mindset, then that's where Absolutely. perhaps the issue is. But if it's not, if you're comfortable yeah. with it, the people around you are comfortable, it doesn't affect your relationships yeah. and it's enriching for your life. And yes. then perhaps that's the distinction. So let's just think then, um, I, I would like to, I mean, I've heard, I've heard the story and I think it's, you know, well, your whole life is a powerful story, I would say. But, you know, can you share as to why you got into, um, an interest of decluttering and declutter dolly started why was why did that start and then a little bit of the story of how you've ended up here today you know the two you've got the two books you, you know you've got the business you've got the tv show that's hugely successful just to give us a bit of that oversight of that idea and then when we go into part three we're going to foceous on actionable tips for people everyone loves mm. takeaway tips mm -hmm. and you're going to give me new ones i know that for sure <laughs> um so I started Declutter Dollies and I started organising because my, I grew up in chaos. Um, you know, my mum had mental health issues from when I was 11 years old um, and she had health issues because she worked 24-7 and never enjoyed her life. And my mum and dad worked together, my mum worked for my dad and my dad basically drove my mum um, into the ground with work and it then had a negative effect on her mental health and she then started basically losing her mind and um, her mental health deteriorated very quickly and she started being sectioned and she was sectioned first when I was 11 and then she was subsequently sectioned 10 times after that throughout my teens and my 20s and it wasn't until I was in my 20s that they realised that she had bipolar um, so that was a really late diagnosis for her because up until that point they just filled her with loads of different antipsychotic drugs and helped stabilise her. But the deterioration of her mental health meant that the house was the last on her priority mm. list. Um, my mum and dad never paid any attention to the house. Um, you know, they, all they did was work so they spent very little time 
thinking, oh, we better have a nice tidy house. They didn't really care about that. They just worked. So there was always paperwork everywhere, stuff everywhere, piles of clothes all over their bedroom. You know, they didn't care about style. They didn't care about fashion. My house was never decorated in the whole time I lived there. From like three years old till I moved out at 17. They never changed the colour of the walls. They never changed furniture. You know, my house, my room was changed because I wanted it to be. But so was your room a bit of a haven? My, 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 my room was the escape. And funnily enough, um, my neighbours across the road became my, also my escape because their house was so beautiful. Everything was Laura Ashley furniture. Everything was perfectly placed. They had the right amount of everything. And I think growing up, that was what I learned that I loved. And I would escape to their house and it was my calm because my house was the chaos, their house was the calm. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed what their house gave me. And I realised that this is what I liked. This is what I wanted. I didn't like this chaos that I was in. Um, I wanted the calm space. I wanted the beautifully organised, the beautiful sofas. I wanted the cream carpet. I wanted the lovely wardrobe. The candles in the right spot. Candles in the right spot. I wanted the lampshades on the right tables. Mm. And, you know, my, my neighbour had this beautiful wardrobe and everything was organised. All the skirts were together, all the jumpers. Mm. And I loved that order. And I loved mm. that they spent money on their house and they spent time on their house. You know, he was a builder and, you know, he would do up houses and I just loved all of that. And I had such an interest in that from a young age. And so my way of saying thank you to them for always having me because my mum and dad were working was to help them tidy, was to help them organize. And that just grew. And I knew that when I left school, right, how can I look after people? How can I help them tidy? How can I help them organize? Well, the only job really is like a PA. PAs look after people, PAs help people organise, mm. so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave school and I'm going to be a PA. So I left school and I was a PA to three... You'd have been carnage as a PA, can I just say that? <laughs> you'd, have been, uh, you'd have been carnage. Well, you I'd mean, have been, as in like... She just would have sorted, like, imagine having her following you around. Like, oh, you need to do that, oh, you've got two minutes, oh, quick, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> you have it. I was a great PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a great PA. Yeah. You'd be carnage. Have her as my PA. I was yeah. a great PA. Can you imagine how much stuff you just get done? Oh, my you'd God. You'd never sit down. You'd, you, your bottom would touch the sofa and you'd get... Yeah, uh, uh, again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, when I want stuff done, I get it done. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I like looking after people. Um, and I think that's always been my overriding yeah. factor is I love looking after people. Mm. I love welcoming people. I love being able to do things for people and it have a positive result. So I think for me, even now, 25 years into this career, I still get so much satisfaction of going into someone's house and being able to tell them how to change it for the better. Mm. I still get so much joy of changing someone's wardrobe, doing their kitchen, you know, organising a playroom. I still get that satisfaction. And now, obviously, I teach. Um, so I teach people how to go and do that now. And that brings me so much joy. And that is one of my proudest achievements, actually, more than anything else, is that mm. I've created this course mm. that now gives other people the opportunity to mm. go and recreate mm. what I've done. The beauty of it is that because there's, there really is only one Dilly. Yes. <laughs> we can all agree on that one. I mean, no one's like me. No one's <laughs> there's like only me, one, There's only one Dilly. <laughs> But the beauty is that I guess you know, you're able to go in and help individuals, which is fantastic. And through the, say, the TV, you're able to show people what you're doing, the books you can give you know, advice. But I guess yes. through that training, what's beautiful is you're creating little armies. It's like a multiplication yes. effect. Yeah. Hopefully they go Dolly's on and teach everywhere. other people. Yeah, it's true. Yes. You know, they teach other people. Yeah. Uh, share, share with us, um, as we come to end the, end of part two, a story of, of you know, the many stories that you've seen. It could be one from the show or, or, or not. It, it doesn't matter particularly. 
a story of, of someone before and after so people get a real idea of the difference it can make you know yeah. what what difference can it make to someone's oh, mental health I, life? I, I mean oh, there are too many stories there are too many families that we've helped that has completely changed their lives and i say that i don't say that lightly in terms of oh you know we've changed people's lives but actually being able to sit on your sofa being able to have your family around be able to share your space with those that you love is mm. life-changing for so many people mm. and so many people struggle with getting to that point because they've got themselves into such a situation without help they can't get themselves out so reaching out to services like mine reaching out to organizers really helps them get out of that space and i think i think there are so many families that we've helped that i think oh my gosh but when i think about some of the families i think it's benefited the most i mean it's normally it's normally the elder generation that didn't realize these types of services were around and that have suffered for so many years and haven't been able to see their grandchildren, haven't had them around their house, haven't been able to open their doors to have family into their homes. They're the ones that you think, oh my God, I've done something really amazing today. And that I think they're the ones that I feel really passionate about. The ones that are not just the superficial, and I say superficial because it's never superficial, but it's, I know what you kind of mean. Though. It's There's like, like a, this the is a ones deeper, that make yeah, a huge sure. difference. They're the ones that I get the most satisfaction mm. out of. I can go into yeah. anyone's kitchen, make their kitchen amazing, put it all in beautiful jars, make it look Instagram ready. That's easy. But the ones where you're actually changing a space where now their family can come to their house and they can enjoy their space and they can sleep in their bed and they can use their best cutlery again and they can, you know, have people sat round at a table and eat. There's nothing better. And does, and fine, final question for this part, when you go in, whether it's you or, or the, you know, the people that you've trained, do these families, do they stay that way? You know, the things you've done, when you made this mm. change, you've got someone that's gone from like a house that's basically hoarded yeah. and so much stuff in it. Do, do, are people able to change? I mean, I feel like I, I know this answer at least a bit myself, but you know, is it possible for people then to kind of continue that? Do people continue that on and keep it tidy to a reasonable extent? I think to a reasonable extent, exactly. Mm. I think if they've had that tray and they've, you know, always been that way, sometimes they can revert to mm. it, but often or not, because the structure's now there, they do keep it in place. Yes, it might get chaotic. Yes, it might get more stuff might come in, but now they know how it feels to have a great space. So sure. ideally you what they the want light to do, really is what you mean. Yeah, ideally what they then do is think actually, I remember how great it felt. Let's yeah. get back to that rather than let's get back to before when it was awful but it's kind of like learning that something's possible yeah right and also it's the kind of the same it's a kind of a similar thing i say with like your health and your mental health your physical health in general to try and have perfection all the time is completely unrealistic like you said we had, you had a house party yeah you had a house party of course the place i'm not saying it's a mess i'm sure it wasn't it, but it was maybe it was but i mean that's life right yeah. i mean it's also the same as like you might do four night shifts in a row and like the house is a bit messy but then you know right it's, i'm going to get it back to how it was let's reset or exactly. you might have been out the gym for a week you've been on holiday great enjoy your flipping holiday and yeah. you come back right and pick this up again exactly you know you that. know that you can go back there again don't yeah. you it's showing people the possibility isn't it mm, this mm. is how it could be and this is a lovely way yeah, to be yeah. and if you get back to, if you get it messy again then you know that it can get back to how it really could be mm. you know you're showing people the potential of their house 
And on that note, we'll come to the end of part two then. So in part three, let's mine your books, if that's okay, yeah. and your knowledge, and let's get some action, actionable advice for people that as you go into 2024, you know, where do you start? How do you, you know, how do you approach, say, sorting your wardrobe out like I, like I did, or getting the kitchen uh, you know, in order? Let's, let's delve into that in part three. See you all very soon. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.